Hi everyone, welcome to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Anne, we are going to discuss Labor Day. Mm -hmm. That ain't a holiday. And neither is this movie. No, not at all. But that's the name of the movie. It was written and directed by Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman has done some nice work before. Don't know quite what happened here. This film stars Kate Winslet. Mm Mm-hmm and Josh Brolin. It's all about a very depressed divorcee named Adele. She offers a ride to a hitchhiker whose name is Frank, played by Josh Brolin, and she doesn't know at the time that he has been shot. She's now taking care of him in her home. We discover that he is an escaped convict. A murderer. A murderer. We'll find out more about his murder later in the film, so I don't want to give it away here. Guess what happens? They fall in love. And don't forget that there's a son involved, her 13-year-old Henry. Yes. He's a very nerdy kid that factors in to this love story in a very big way. Yes. Basically, we have people here who are not very interesting in a situation that could be very interesting, but for me, it got bizarre very, very quickly. I think we have to talk about the first sequence. Okay. He ties Adele up because he's afraid that if someone comes to the door and finds that she's walking around, then she will be accused of aiding and abetting an escaped convict. Right. She would go to jail for that. He's being thoughtful, so he ties her up. Then he goes to the stove and whips up a fantastic cauldron of chili, which he then spoon-feeds her. Eventually, he unties her. That's when the love affair begins to flourish. Well, it really begins to flourish when they are making a peach pie together. Yeah, well, the whole family sticks their hands into the dough that Frank has whipped up. I guess you want to say the family that needs together needs each other. I couldn't believe that this movie really did this with a straight face. Now, this movie is based on a novel written by Joyce Maynard. And I want to refresh everybody by saying that Joyce Maynard was a very young girl, 18, when she was plucked from obscurity from the college that she went to to become the live-in companion of the great J.D. Salinger. I would have thought she might have learned something about storytelling from J.D. Salinger, but apparently not, because this novel that this screenplay is based on is really fanciful beyond the concept of any kind of reality. It's being hyped as a rom-com, but there's no rom and there's no com. Absolutely. There's nothing to laugh at. Except it's ludicrous. Yes, of course. You have three people who are sticking their hands into a bowl full of peaches and squishing them up. You can laugh at that because it's bizarre, but this is not a comedy in any possible sense. I agree. Frank is this accused murderer. He's been in prison. He finally gets out and so on, and then he's shot, etc. She's tending to his wounds. But while his wounds are healing, all of a sudden, Frank becomes the greatest handyman known to mankind. He sets about repairing the house, fixing the fences. He does the roof, polishes the floors, paints the wall. He's been shot in the stomach. And then he puts together a barbecue for Henry, who really can't even hit a baseball. By the time he gets finished with him, he's like a young Joe DiMaggio. This he accomplishes within three days. Yes. I've never known a convict like this. I'd like to know a guy who's not a prisoner who is like this. (laughs) I found his character so much like Superman that it was really, really impossible to buy. 
I found Adele's character to be so sloppy, so slovenly. She didn't have any ability whatsoever. She paid not a bit of attention to her own hair and makeup. While Frank becomes rather debonair by the end of the picture, he shaves off his beard, he's handsome, he looks exactly like Josh Brolin. How about that? This is an unlikely love affair between these two mismatched human beings. Now, of course, they're both needy. He needs a place to hang out to escape from the law, and she's needy because she's forlorn and she has no one to love her. Well, no wonder. She keeps a lousy house. She can't cook. And she doesn't even comb her hair. She wears crummy clothes. So I ask you, Why in the world would these two people ever get together? Call it desperate lives. The fact of the matter is, this movie is a stinkeroonie. It's really just hideous. Looking at Kate Winslet and what she has done in her career, how she got into this movie, I have no idea. The best thing in the whole movie, frankly, was the close-up of the peach pie. Yes. Now that (laughs) was beautiful. Oh, you could just smell that peach pie. It was so lovingly photographed. The rest of the movie was really unappetizing. Now, we have to say there is a narrator in this film, and we don't see him until the very end of the movie. It turns out that he is now the grown-up version of the 13-year-old boy, played by, of all people, Tobey Maguire. He has been on the screen for maybe three minutes. Yeah, he's lucky. Yes. (laughs) He was smart to negotiate that deal. The whole movie was Huey, it was gooey, and it was loony. I didn't care for any part of this picture. Red light, Labor Day, pass up the movie, but don't pass up that peach pie. Certainly not. Well, I'm obviously giving it a red light. It's leaden. It is so dull. I felt like somebody had tied 30-pound weights to my ankles to just sit there and watch this thing. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I kept thinking to myself, I'm going to review this. i got to sit through this whole thing. (laughs) By the way, the ending of the film is so absolutely loony, so crazy, so dumb. At that, I did laugh. Yeah. I did laugh at the last moment. Sitting there for more than two hours, waiting for one little chuckle? I don't think so. Two red lights for Labor Day. We're going to be back to review another film very, very soon. Listen, it's got to be better than this one. But until that time, my name's Les Robert. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you don't have any great labor, that you can relax, order up some popcorn, and have a great time at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.